0: Hello and welcome to Heilman and Haver, the stage and screen podcast, episode 14, coming to you virtually from Casa de Quinn and 1111 Studios in beautiful Port Orchard,
1: Washington. I'm Greg Heilman. And I'm Matt Haver. We're two local actors looking to hone our craft by exploring the best in local theater and on the big screen. Each week we bring you entertainment news and views, celebrate classic Hollywood, enjoy cocktails with a Tinseltown twist, interview talented local actors and directors, and chat with industry experts from LA to the UK.
0: In a few moments, we'll be joined by Gordon Adams, Big Fish Northwest Talent Agency owner and agent. But first, we wanted to let you know about a special fundraising event to support Western Washington Center for the Arts in Port Orchard. Saturday, February 6th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., WWCA will be teaming with Goodwill to host a fundraiser to benefit both organizations. They'll be collecting donations for each
1: Goodwill truck they fill. WWCA will receive $600. They'll be expecting accepting donations of clothing, shoes, purses, and handbags, household items, tools, uh, clean stuffed animals, bicycles, wheelchairs, walkers, crutches, small furniture. Uh, and table size or smaller, please. Uh, computers, television sets, you name it. Uh, again, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, February 6th, so tomorrow, in the WWCA parking lots, both front and back. Uh, even if your garage is spick and span, come by and you can make a cash donation or uh, make something online and support local theater during this very challenging time for them. Again, so that's tomorrow, Saturday, February 6th from 10 to 2.
0: And don't forget it's 2021 and that means Heilman and Haver can now be heard weekly. We've got a great lineup planned for this month. So be sure to tune in every Friday for a new episode. Coming up next week, Friday, February 12th, we'll be joined by composer Nick Dolan. Nick is an award-winning film composer and music educator whose experience includes working as a music supervisor, arranger, songwriter, and orchestrator. Nick has had the privilege of working with filmmakers from all around the world and with clients including Paramount Pictures, Cartoon Network, Bravo, MTV, NBC, E!, Lifetime, Hallmark, and so much more. And now we're pleased to be joined by someone who also knows a thing or two about showbiz, Gordon Adams. Gordon has been the agent owner of Big Fish Northwest Talent since 2001. After completing an MFA in theater arts and working in some regional theater productions, he joined Big Fish Northwest Talent and was put to the task of opening their Seattle division. Along with his business partner, Becky Riley, and today's fantastic team of Melissa Baldoff, Don Taylor Reinhart, and Elise Sevener, Gordon has been a part of thousands of projects in and around the Pacific Northwest.
1: He proudly oversees the representation of hundreds of Pacific Northwest talent for principal character work, uh, extra work and promotion and live events, uh, including working films ranging from uh, indies to theater blockbusters, regional and uh, national commercials, training videos, gaming, voiceovers and many other projects. And he joins us from his home today in the South Sound. Gordon, welcome. Welcome to the show, Gordon. Thanks. Good
2: to see you, Greg. Hi, Matt.
1: So Gordon, you've got a BA in theater arts from Eastern Oregon
0: University and an MFA from University of Idaho, then went on to join big fish and open their Seattle branch. And you've also taught theater arts and communications at the college level. Uh, But it all had to start somewhere. I mean, that's quite a number of accomplishments. Where did it all start for you? When did you first know that you wanted to get into the performing arts? And when did you first know you wanted a career in the arts?
2: Well, thanks for having me, guys. First of all, really pleased to be here, and um, uh, really looking forward to our time together. And so, yeah, it's. Uh, um, uh, I guess for me, I, you know, uh, people coming into this profession uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and and for me, I, I got started in high school, like a lot of people. Uh, was uh, you know, I moved around quite a bit. Father was in the Navy, didn't come from a whole lot of means, and uh, there was uh, you know, I was always I was always the new kid. Uh, Whenever you know every three years I'd move someplace else Uh, and so in high school I ended up moving in didn't know anybody and uh, found fell into the theater and found some uh, found some some place where I could uh, you know be accepted and and uh, you know learn some crafts it was really interesting I I got involved with the the lighting and the of the acting as well and you know and then end up uh, catching a bug I was on the football team for a second. And then I got the lead in a, in a play and a mice and men playing the role of Lenny. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So I, I ended up uh, doing that role and, uh, you know, making a bunch of people cry and feel the feels and, uh, uh my sister was bawling, you know, that, that show is such a good one. Uh, it was a lot of fun, just had a great time. And then just, you know, caught the bug from there, got involved with the technical stuff and, uh, uh really just, um. Found a home in the theater there, uh, and wanted to continue to pursue it. Didn't really think I was college material, but uh, had a, a, a wonderful guy named Mark Kuntz who uh, came in and recruited me out of uh, out of high school, and uh, that's how I ended up um, joining a, a wonderful time at a wonderful time in uh, at Eastern Oregon University.
0: Oh, recruited for theater—that's pretty cool.
2: Well, sort of. I think he was. I think he was trying to build up a program. He was starting there as a professor and uh, went around the region. It, yeah, you know, he, he was a go-getter as well. And uh, so, you know, built up a nice class of uh, folks that uh, carried on for, for quite a while. Yeah, we had a good time. Did a lot of good work.
1: You worked as a, a student adjunct professor straight out of college at your alma mater, uh, U of I, and then went on to join the faculty of Tacoma Community College and Franklin Pierce College. So what was it that led you to the academic side of the stage?
2: Well, I, you know, in grad school, one of the things we're doing is, um, you know, you're learning about about those sorts of things. I was never, by the way, on the on the uh, faculty. I was an adjunct professor, and so that's not that's not a you know, it's like a wannabe professor mostly. I mean, you were doing intro type of of works and helping out the professors, but uh, uh, so you know, I definitely was a professor, but wasn't part of the faculty or, or anything anything like that. It was, um, uh, but but what led me there was getting my grad work we would be a grad student. And so I was teaching, you know, intro to theater to, you know, a couple hundred people at a time. It was fun and uh, have a couple of good stories about that. And, uh, you know, got involved uh, teaching uh, intro to theater and then went on to teach uh, uh, more communications types of uh, uh, courses. Um, in, you know, public speaking was always wonderful. Did that for a long time. That was one of my favorites and interpersonal communications, uh, all these sorts of intro level Uh, courses that are so wonderful and important and, and really enjoyed that. So I I guess that came about through the grad work. It was just something I fell into and uh, helped supplement, you know, what, what is it that you want to do when you're, you know, in your twenties and you've got education and, you know, so it was one of those, it was a job and I was able to, you know, fall into that and, and do, do a lot of work. It was one of the many jobs that I had all at the same time uh, because, you know, you got to hustle when you, when you're trying to figure it all out.
0: It's interesting you mentioned public speaking, and so Matt's got a radio background. I've got uh, in in my various jobs, I've had a ton of public speaking experience. We're both late to the game kind of actors, but there's not a huge dis, you know uh, a departure from any of those to you know public speaking to acting. You're you're in front of a crowd, kind of playing a role. You're um, you're in radio doing doing. I imagine the same kind of thing. So there's not a lot of Difference between that? Have you felt that that's that that observation that there's a natural progression from acting to public speaking to those kinds of things?
2: Well, yeah, acting and and theater is really important. A lot of people, when I was going to school, uh, would you know I, I was I was getting a you know theater major, but uh, and then I always got a business minor. And then there was people in my business minor area that were getting that were majoring in in business or communications, but minoring in theater. I think that, you know, of course, yeah, theater, theater is a benefit and all liberal arts are probably a really big benefit to, you know, it, it, it's all relative and what you pick up from one area can, can really relate to another. I think they're all inter, interwoven and the more experience you have, of course, yeah, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to track.
0: Absolutely. and I'm, I'm all for the liberal arts education. And uh, I had one, I know, our, uh, I work for Disney, so our CEO, Bob Iger, liberal arts education, it's one of the things he recommends. It gives you that all around um, education. Absolutely. So Gordon, Becky Riley, your partner, uh, the founder of Big Fish Northwest, began her career in Denver, then Spokane. And you met Becky in 2001 and quickly earned a partnership in the company. Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys met and the work that went into launching uh, the organization?
2: I actually met Becky um, earlier than that. Uh, she came and did a very rare uh, talk at the university. So it was really serendipitous that uh, our paths crossed there. I followed up with her and um, wanted to uh, be an actor. At the time I was pursuing um, the MFA in, in acting as, as a performer wanted to be an actor. And so uh, got involved with with her agency and uh, did a did a number of different projects, uh, jumped through the hoops, got on board, and was an actor with her for uh, several years, and then um, I got uh, second place in, uh, in a uh, fellowship. Uh, I was up for a, a Rex Raybould fellowship. Rex Raybould um, was a, a wonderful man who, um, they have a, a scholarship for the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and, and um, there is a connection with the University of Idaho, and um, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival gives out a, a a wonderful chance to be a part of that crew for a year at a time. And so it was me and a couple other guys and uh, gosh, I got, I got second place and uh, you know, oftentimes uh, second place turns out to be really the right place uh, for me. And sometimes that's the way it happens. So I didn't get the, uh, I didn't get the uh, OSF uh, scholarship, but I ended up getting uh, going to the Tacoma Actors Guild and landed in Tacoma. Uh, studying under a wonderful Pat Patton, who was the artistic director from, you know, there's relations there with the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. We did a lot of work. And so I was an actor uh, there, did a number of projects with some folks that I, I still connect with. And um, God, they worked me hard. They were really, really did. And um, I, I kind of got uh, the actor beat out of me and uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't, um, I sort of had enough. Uh, you know, I went around and, and did a few things. Uh, I was good, but I wasn't that great. And a number of the people that I was with seemed to be really, really great. I felt like I, I couldn't sing is really, really what it was. I, I tried to, I tried to be able to sing. I, I tried that, but uh, turns out uh, uh, I just don't have it. Uh, I think it's just magic. I've tried, really have. I've been in musicals and uh, <laughs> done those sorts of things, but You know, I I got around to talking with a few people and, um, you know, acting is a a hard gig. It's not it's not for everybody. Lord knows I tried. Uh, But uh, at at the time I wanted uh, it turns out I just wanted a couple different things. You know, I've got my my parents were in the military and, um, you know, there's there's actually not a whole lot. Well, there's a lot of things different from the theater to the military. But one of those things is not the work ethic. You really have to put a lot of work in. And, um, and then also, you're not your own boss in terms of uh, where you're going to live necessarily. Not all the time, right? If you're a regional actor, then you're, you're going where the work is. And the work only lasts like six weeks if you're lucky, you know, sometimes. Um, and so I just, you know, there was a couple of those things I was looking at. I wanted something different. And so I got an idea that I would go and I would speak with Becky, who was in a different market, uh, Becky Riley. And I went and I talked to her and I said, Hey, what do you think about expanding your business and, uh, to the Seattle area? And she says, I've got in short, I've got goosebumps, let's do it. Uh, and so there we did. And, uh, we started in 2001 in like about June or something. We were just starting to dust off the shingle and put it out. And then nine 11 happened. And I just happened to be at her place. We were doing some work, getting, getting all the systems up and running and uh, that's when nine eleven happened, and so we've we we started off uh, stumbling out of the gate, so to speak. I mean, the industry really took a nosedive then, uh, like many did. So, but but it also you know forever tied us together, and um, we've just hit it off and have been um, uh, going ever since.
1: I think if you're a if you're a born entertainer, if you're a born performer, um, if it's in your blood, you whether you end up acting, quote unquote, um, for a living or not, you do find your way into industries that are ancillary or somehow connected to performing. Uh, myself in radio, Greg works for Disney. You know, uh, you're now an agent. And I, I just think that's great that people find ways to, to be involved in an industry that they obviously, obviously love, no matter where their life and career paths take them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. I, well, I feel blessed. I don't think everybody's lucky, lucky enough to do that. I think that there's a lot of people who, you know, end up doing other things that aren't in their, you know, passions or their passions change. And that's okay. I think the you know, uh, just because you get a degree in something that, that shouldn't define who and what you do, uh, but uh, it can help, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So when someone thinks of Talent agent, quote unquote, a lot of images come to mind and a lot of them come from show business. Uh, You've got the, you know, the vested cigar chomping pitchman type, the silver tongue promoter in the three piece suit. Uh, People think um, RE Gold from Entourage, BB Glazer from Frazier. Um, Now, those are obviously caricatures. The term, you know, call my agent, talk to my agent, thrown around around a lot, you know, show me the money on the big screen, small screen. I wonder how much we actually know as consumers about what an agent or a talent representative truly does. So how do you define an agent's role in the entertainment industry?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, I, you know, I, I think that that's, um, those caricatures, I've never met anybody like that you know, in, my, in my travels, uh, and those might be in, in you know, larger markets, perhaps those characters have, exist. Some of those qualities, those outgoing qualities are good, but then there's other qualities that, that you know, are, you know, there's people, it's, it's easy to do a good job when you're not trying to take advantage of people, you know? And so a lot of those um, caricatures always felt to me like they were not a good representation of, of what it is that an agent's trying to do. It works for some people, I guess. It's never really worked for me. For me, it's about helping people, you know, and, and both our clients and the talent that we represent come together to, to, to make it, you know, the, the best case scenario. It's not, you know, there's, there's some benefits to being, to be doing the thing and, and going out there and, you know, getting tickets to shows or something, but I'm too busy to be, you know, shooting tequila with, you know, <laughs> with people and, and, uh, you know, whatever these sorts of things are. I, of course, I, you know, I don't make the big dollars that these people do. So, you know, I think the agents um, in different markets might, it might be a different Uh, colorful existence. I know that there's others, you know, I I never really wanted to, to, um, to chase it too much in in LA or New York. Um, I was kind of always familiar with the Northwest. I, for a long time thought that the, you know, I could land anywhere on the I-5 corridor from Eugene to to Vancouver, uh, BC, and and I'd be happy. I just like this area. I don't, I don't, I've I've done a couple of rounds in LA and um, just ended up with a bad taste because of some of these these industry types. There's a lot of uh, folks that you not only in 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 the acting industry or in the um, showbiz industry. Th- there's people to avoid, and there's there's gimmicks and games and and I, I never really wanted some of that. I just want to do good work, uh, connecting people uh, for good projects. Uh, so you, so you're pulling together. You're representing the actors, and and if you're doing a good job for. For the actor, then you're doing the right job, whatever that might be, and so um, so that could entail, uh, you know, trying to trying to get work uh, for these people, relationship building. Uh, depends on where you're at in in the you know as you're at, on the arc of, of of an agency, right? We weren't always um, the big agency that we are now, and so I always thought of it sort of like a pendulum, where you know you're you're working towards having uh, really great actors and getting. Great actors, great projects, and so uh, you gotta you gotta you know track down who are the people who are working on these great projects in 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 this area. So whatever that entails, right? So there's there's sort of two different hats that you're wearing. One is where you're you're cultivating a relationships with uh, actors and talent, and then you're also wearing a different hat, connecting with uh, clients who are producing these, these good works. And so, and then uh, getting those together, trying to, so uh, I think that a lot of people, you know, yes, we work for the, the talent agencies, but to, to our actors, excuse me, but there's also a, uh, an element of the work that goes into uh, helping out clients as well. And so being a liaison between these two is, is, is where we find ourselves.
0: To Matt's point about our perception as of talent agencies throughout the industry being limited to television, movies, and and those characters, it seems to me that you are in a unique position. And I may be wrong with this perception that you've been kind of in the acting arena when you were younger, through college, uh, even beyond that, and you are representing actors and you are kind of always been in that industry. Do you feel that that's helped you be a better agent? having that experience.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good observation. Um, you know, uh, there would be, you know, literary agents that probably have done writing. There's, there's um, uh, sport agents who've probably been involved in, you know, collegiate sports or, or beyond. I think that, you know, of course you have to have your, some experience doing these things, but not always uh, my colleague, Becky, she's got far more of an accounting background and uh, you know, and that, and that's been very helpful because, uh she she really we're really a good match because she she covers some of the bases that that i don't always get to and and vice versa and then now we've got um melissa who also comes from a different background on um you know so uh it's it's not just me it's building it's a team you know i haven't i I certainly got i would be remiss if i didn't say that um but yeah uh you know it's the background i know i can recognize when something's good and when something's not good you know okay and uh And then I can, you know, I also can recognize when something's crazy and uh, not okay. And then I can um, I I can really recognize when something is really good. And, uh, you know, I want to, you know, um, pursue that sort of thing and and help them help themselves. Yeah, there's there's people um, which comes to perhaps uh, other questions. But, yeah, to answer your question, yes, of course, uh, the background in theater, I, I I've studied it enough to know what I'm looking at and and whether it's good or not.
1: So obviously, things have changed for all of us uh, during during the COVID quarantine. Uh, I'm sure it's impacted your work, your ability to interact in person with a lot of your clients and with the actors that you represent. Can you take us through a normal day at the office nowadays? You know, what, is, what does your day look like? And how, do, how are you interacting with your actors and, and clients and, and finding that uh, creating those partnerships that you referred to um, during this really challenging time when we're all so separated?
2: thankfully very thankfully we're we're really rather well established you know we've been at this you know some 15 years so uh you know we we've we've already got these things and uh these relationships established and so I think it would be it would be difficult um like as most anything is if you were just starting you know how do you how do you reach out and do these things I think you know just like anybody might might say you should you know reach out to make connections I'm happy to be uh working with you guys thanks for reaching out to me and and making this happen. That's great. Uh, I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. You guys are hustling and, and you know, changing it up and, and, you know, pushing some, you know, trying to get involved and uh, be prolific. Um, and I, I, that's what, that that's one of the things I recognize about what you guys are doing here. And, um, you know, I think that's what, you know, a person's got to do. That's just called hustle, right? So even in this time, you got to be creative and, um, you know, reach out like I said, we're, 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 we're blessed that, that we already are, you know, we're a go-to agency. We're at the ready. We, you know, ready with all of our um, systems in place to help people who are producing and who are looking for actors. And so, so, so how would you do it nowadays? You know, you gotta be creative, I suppose, and uh, just get out there and and try to find who's doing the work and um, somehow get, get in there in their sphere in a, you know, uh, interesting way to, to make those sorts of connections and, and to be able to help them. How we did it in the past was, you know, you'd actually go to, you know, different things. You have to be social, and, you know, get out there and do things. One of the first things I did when I was starting Big Fish was I would go around to people's offices when people had offices, <laughs> right? I'd go around with a, uh, I'd get a little beta fish and, uh, and, a, and, I'd, and I'd attach a hook to it with my business card. And then I would go and uh, around Seattle, I'd go to different um, casting directors or creative. Uh, they were called ad, ad agencies then or advertising agencies. Now they're called creative. And, um, you know, I'd go around to these people, try to make connections and give them a beta fish and say, hey, call me. I've got some great actors. You know, it's just, you know, out there hustling and doing those sorts of things. That's what I would, that's what I do before. And then, uh, and then that pendulum can, continues to go and we would get some business from that and get on people's radar and you do a good job by people. And then they keep calling you back.
1: Well, like you mentioned, um, it's, there's some, there's some universals hustle getting out there and, uh, when you can shaking hands and kissing babies and, and building relationships and just, you know, following through on your promises that you've made and, uh, being an overall good human.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, people, people have, uh, they can, they can sniff out BS pretty good, you know, most people. So you just, you know, I've got a, I've got a couple of cardinal rules that serve me well. And, and, and then, you know, you you, you go by and, and do, do good people, uh, do, do good work by people. Some of those cardinal rules. Well, I've, I've got really two cardinal rules that I do and that's pay people. You, you got to pay people. And the other one is, uh, don't mess around with the girls. Uh, you know, that's, that's <laughs> both of those things. If you, if, you, if you take a wrong step in those, then, then you're, you're, you're not going to you know, last long. So you got to have respect for people and hustle and do good, do good by them. And, um, you know, not, not without some hurdles, but you know, it's, you gotta be an optimist. You gotta be, you know, it's like what I'll tell my son nowadays or tell anybody, you know, you have to be positive. There's, there's two roads that you can go by. And um, if you're a negative person or, or, you know, not an optimist, then yeah, then that road always seems to tend to go downwards. But if you're always looking up and an optimist about what it could be uh, and dreaming big, it doesn't always happen, but you know what, sometimes it does. And I've, I've been very, very blessed and fortunate to be able to do a number of fancy dances around doing some really good work by people, and uh, I, I'm a, a cheerleader for my folks in the back, uh, in the background, just um, really excited to 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 be able to put some of these things together for them. And uh, uh, so it's been it's been a wonderful ride, and, and uh, uh, very pleased with how it's gone.
0: Well, oh, geez, the things you've put together for for the people you represent, I was reading through that; it reads like a veritable laundry list. Uh, on-camera projects, commercials, industrial films, feature films, major motion pictures, training videos, voiceover, um, print still photography—it's um, just a ton of great stuff. Uh, which of those mediums have have traditionally kept you the most busy before COVID, and has that changed during COVID?
2: Yeah, it's awesome. I get to—I um, just sent out an invoice for project four thousand five hundred and forty-five. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've been been involved in one way or another with um, over forty five hundred different projects. Um, really tickled. Now, again, it's a team effort. I I haven't done all of this, but uh, but it it's definitely there. And that is, I'm also looking at some numbers. It's over that's over eighteen thousand line items of different actors um, getting jobs. Super excited about that. Now, not all of that is. Um, it's probably uh, a third of that is probably different miscellaneous things like um, wardrobe reimbursements and um, you know mileage reimbursements. So it's not all. It's it, there's a little bit of uh, slack in there, but um, it, but a lot of jobs for people. Um, and so I, I couldn't be more happy if I was to look back at what I what has happened here. Again, I, I would be remiss not to include the rest of the team here. But um, uh, it's a really cool thing that has been built, and so what has kept us most busy is just um you know w- we'll get involved with anything that is recorded and pays money like you said commercials and voiceovers and industrials all these things you know in 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 the puget sound area it's it's not you know la it's not it's not uh, new york um you guys you know mentioned tinseltown and showbiz and that's this is not that <laughs> okay this is uh not always i mean there are some projects that are pretty cool and we do we have we have got people involved on some bigger projects but what are some of the more meat and potatoes kind of projects would be, you know, local regional type stuffs. Um, again, we do get involved with national commercials. We've done, uh, we've done feature films, we've done, uh, things like this, but that's not the, those are, those are the the more tasty ones, but, um, what, so what keeps us more busy on a day-to-day basis are these, um, local regional commercials, training videos, um, corporate industrial films, uh, voiceover work, uh, those sorts of things. Um, and, 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 they rotate. Um, we oftentimes would be working six to 10 different projects in a week. Uh, we might have people on location, you know, when it's good, you know, four to six days a week, we've got people on location. It's just too cool. It's like really cool. i look, oh, wow. We've got people on location in a variety of different places all over the Northwest. And so, uh, there's no one that, that really stands out among others. Well, I guess it would be commercials or industrial training videos, corporate training videos, and, and uh, with some voiceover work as well. That, that's always been the case. And, and uh, before COVID, after COVID, you know, it, you know, 2020 took a pretty big dip. It looked like we were gonna be down about 60%, but it, it ended up being, it, it started strong. Of course, COVID didn't really hit until, you know, March or close to the second quarter of, of 2020. So we, we had a good start, and then we had a, more or less a good finish, and I'm optimistic about the future. But yeah, it, it definitely took a dip. Uh, but in the end, we ended up being about, I'd say about 35% down from previous years. So definitely down, but um, you know, I, that's better than, than a lot of, I feel so bad for so many people. A lot of people have really been down far more than we have. And so been pleased to be able to get the jobs to people that, that um, have, have wanted and needed it. And so I'm, I'm, I just continue to be very grateful. There's a lot of people who are <laughs> struggling at this time. And so my heart just, just breaks for them.
0: Have you noticed that it, cause you said, you know, good start to the year and then it kind of stopped. Did you see things kind of hit, hit almost, I don't want to say rock bottom, but, but get pretty close and then start to come back up as, as people start to be a little more creative with types of projects. Uh, cause we've seen that we had uh, Jason Kent who, who, is a, is a doctor for the Actors Fund, lives in Manhattan and, and, and deals with the Broadway um, folks with the Actors Fund. And, and I know we talked to him about that, that Broadway just kind of stopped. And then you see a lot of these more creative uh, things start to happen as people get a little more antsy and and just have time to sit and think about it. How, did you see that as well, that as COVID kind of went on, it started to increase just some more creative type projects?
2: Yeah, I listened to that podcast that you guys did, and it was really interesting perspective. Yeah, I think well, everything got postponed and just stopped until um, you know we were part of a um, a group of folks in Washington that that um, helps put together um, guidelines to keep people safe. You know, there was uh, folks on our team that that were a part of that conversation, and so everything stopped. And then you know you had to get these protocols for being safe, and that's what that's the main thing that COVID has has changed in ours is we want to be able to you know we want to be able to make our talent available, but we only want to work with folks who are taking this to a certain degree, you know, seriously, safety is is, uh, of a big concern. We want to, so now, um, you know, we've got line items where folks are, you know, getting COVID tests, you know, as part of, uh, you know, um, a hoop to jump through to get on set um, and, you know, things like this. And so um, I think that's part of what you're asking. Um, Yeah. So uh, being safe about it. And then, um, yeah, I think, I think that folks are being creative and, you know, one of the reasons I got involved with this part of it, uh, is, is unfortunately, it's not as, you know, it's, it's not always, um, you know, the theatrical releases. Sometimes it's, it's commercial stuff, which, you know, is, is not necessarily the most artistic or interesting uh, always, but, um, but that's the work that we have here, you know, um, uh, which is a much bigger conversation about um, taxes and incentives uh, for uh, Washington state and how we're competing as a state versus other places that have much more uh, tax incentives and things like this. So, so, but, but there is still industry here. And so we, we have to play the the cards that were dealt. And so we're dealt these commercials and industrial films and there's um, you know, training videos. And so now it's fun because we've got the, you know, the voice of the, for, of the, you know, the, the person who is going to help instruct folks about that it's okay to, it's okay to get a vaccine, you know, and the voice that's instructing people uh, how to, you know, what phase are they going to get their vaccination in? And, you know, so all these sorts of things. So, you know, it, it's still, um, it's still uh, part of the, part of the conversation. Advertising and communication is, is not going to, to be silenced. You know, there's still a need and a message to get it out there.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Gordon. And uh, we're going to take a little break now we're going to come back and talk to you a little bit more about getting a, an agent and some of the things around other things that you do so appreciate the time uh we'll be back to talk about that and a lot more when we come back on Highland and Haver.
1: Welcome back to Heilman and Haver. Today is February 5th, the birthday of Michael Mann, director, writer, and producer best known for Heat and Last of the Mohicans, English actor Tom Wilkinson, SNL alums Tim Meadows and Chris Parnell, it's a busy day for birthdays, the marvelous Laura Linney, and uh, from Crazy Rich Agents fame, uh, and for lucky, the next James Bond, Henry Golding.
0: Today is also the anniversary of the founding of United Artists by Charlie Chaplin, Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford, and D.W. Griffith in 1919, which is a great story. We'll have to cover that in a forthcoming episode for sure. And the first appearance of a Marvel superhero outside of a comic, Captain America, in 1944 in a serial film starring Dick Purcell. And in 1953, Walt Disney's Peter Pan opened at the Roxy Theater in New York City.
1: And, of course, behind every successful actor and producer and director and animator throughout history, there's been the loyal agent. Today, we're glad to be joined by agent representative from Big Fish Northwest, Gordon Adams. Uh, We spent some time getting to know Gordon in our first segment, and uh, now we've got a few questions for him about the nuts and bolts of landing an agent. So, Gordon, again, thanks so much for being with us. For someone just starting out but uh, getting more serious about acting or another of the fields like uh, voice work or print modeling that Big Fish specializes in, what steps do they need to take to land an agent? Do they need to have a certain amount of experience to be considered by an agency like yours?
2: Right. Yes. Yes and no. It sort of depends what what um, we're looking for. For the most part, yes. Now now we're at a we're at a point in, in our um, agency where we've got uh, some higher hoops to get into uh, for folks who who are, are wanting to be a part of this. But uh, you know, it, it sort of depends on the role and the character a little bit. Yeah. So. For professional actor, yes, we're going to need some, some experience. You can't always just walk into these things. It wasn't always that way. Uh, But, but nowadays we, we, you know, have a pretty high bar of folks. You need to be really good. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you only get, you know, uh, a lot of people aren't necessarily natural at doing these sorts of things. So it continually is a, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to set the bar so high that, that you can't get in there. It's not, everybody doesn't need to be a list. Um, first, first doesn't, doesn't, you don't have to be top tier necessarily. It helps. Okay. But there are still, there's still uh, lower tier things and you got to get experience. And so, and, and we're always looking for new people because just, you know, people move away, life happens, people age out of things and, 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 and move along. Uh, so we're always looking for, for new folks. So I don't want to, you know, scare anybody away saying you can't do it because you can. Uh, but yes, it, it, the more, uh, the more experience, the more, the more marketing materials, the more professionalism that you bring, different training. A lot of it has to do also with a, a, with a hunger and a hustle that we were talking about a little earlier. So yeah, there's a few, few hoops to, to, to jump through. Um, uh, sometimes though, we're looking for, uh, for, for folks that, are, that may not have the experience. Sometimes there's roles, especially now, uh, with, with more and more diversity, which is wonderful. Uh, the more and more diversity, sometimes that doesn't always translate to folks who have, you know, formal training or, or anything like that. And so it sort of depends, you know, we're going to, you know, meet a person where they're at, you know, but, but you have to look at the demographics also, if you're, you know, if you're in a demographic that is, um, you know, oversaturated or highly, highly represented, that has a whole lot of competition, then yeah, you're going to need to have uh, shinier, shinier uh, marketing materials, more experience, that sort of thing. If you are in a, uh, demographic that's less represented, uh, that doesn't have a, as much competition, then, then yeah, those things are important, but uh, you're probably, the bar's a little bit lower.
0: So you mentioned marketing materials, and I, I assume, you know, I think of uh, an artist with a portfolio or something like that for this sort of thing. Uh, are, you talk, are you referring to collateral such as a promo reel for a voiceover artist or headshots for a, a a model actor or, or something like that. And, and then follow up. If once you have someone uh, that you're representing, do you work with them to improve those and, and kind of build that marketing collateral that you're then going to, you know, show to the, uh, a studio or, or some other industry rep?
2: Yes. And yes. uh, To both those. Yeah. We need all those things. And then uh, we, 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 uh, need folks to, to, to have all those sort, sort of things together and the better quality, uh, the higher quality, the better. Now, some people um, are just starting and we get that. And then there's some people. So, so there's, there's a variety of different things you need. You need marketing materials, headshots, resumes, voiceover stuff. So all these sorts of things are standard that you just have to have in order to to um you know get into our systems because uh, uh, now we we can push people into these different auditions but we're trying to get as many auditions for folks as possible through our, our clients our casting directors uh you know independent producers creatives but we're, we're also not trying to waste their time and so we you know we need to know that you as an actor are ready to go and are going to show up and do the best job for yourself and for us you know, for, for everybody and for, for our clients too. We, we want a win, win, win situation happening. And so having the best quality images um, having those sorts of things are going to help us quote unquote, sell you to the clients that are going to um, say yes or no to having you on board. And that's just to get the door open. Uh, yeah. So you need marketing materials. You also need to be professional. There's uh there's online tools and systems uh, that are out there that are, that uh, you'll need to be part of. And yes, we'll um, certainly point you in the right direction, but we don't have any, there's no in-house school um, here. There's no in-house photography. These are things that we rely on uh, you to, to make happen uh, in your own business. Those are, those are expenses that, that, um, that you need to take care of. There are other agencies out there that, you know, I'm not going to you know, name names or throw anybody under the bus or anything, but there are places out there that will, that, that do always do it this way. Um, and you, you know they're not necessarily wrong in what they're doing, but, um, we, we, uh, in our structure here, don't make money unless you do. Uh, and so, uh, we want you to do the best and we're going to, we're going to tell you where we think, you know, you need, you know, so we're going to, we're going to come at you with some, okay, this is no good. You know, a little bit of, uh, uh, positive criticism, um, you know, some roses and thorns. This is good. This is not, uh, you need to work here. You need to work there, Show up your strengths, you know, and it's all those little things that, uh. Uh, and attention to details and, and different hoops that you have to go through to to make that sort of thing happen. Does that, does that answer your question?
1: Yeah, and we talked about, uh, you mentioned some of the tools that um, that an artist can have at their disposal to be taken seriously, uh, not only by your agency, but then further on down the road by the prospective client, prospective uh, person who's going to be hiring them. Uh, let's talk a little bit about personal qualities. What personal qualities make a talent easy for to book in, in, in your experience? Or, or to put it another way, what characteristics maybe are, are these media companies and producers, casting directors looking for with as much competition out there in the talent in 2021?
2: Well, there's different levels of what you're saying, I suppose. Um, we've all known there's there's professionalism and just doing the job and showing up. And then there's the craft. OK. And there the, and the, that's two different things. OK. So what, what the, there's the, you know, just like in, in what we're talking about here, we're talking about acting. Right. So there's you have to be a good actor and get into that that character. So those traits and what that character might bring uh, are different from what you as a professional might, might bring. okay? So perhaps I, I know in my life it's been true that there have been people who are phenomenal actors but can't get it together professionally. Uh, and so th- they don't they just kind of spin their wheels and, and you know get into a tailspin and, and nothing comes of it. There are, is something to be said about people who are professional who can do all these little things get it together be in the put themselves in a position to win and okay you, you might not have the the acting chops but you're working on it um, and so those are the types of folks that the hustle the the professionalism is what I'm getting at you know being on time you know not being you know you, you you'll shoot yourself in the foot you know people who are probably listening to this are probably folks who are are you know uh, you know trying to better themselves and and uh, you know uh, get to a place where they you know, are professional about it right it takes practice just like a musician uh you gotta you gotta practice and so and uh uh, your craft and then also the business of it getting there so traits uh you know The hustle, being on time, all the things that your dad probably hopefully told you or that, uh, you know, you just that that uh, come in there, you know, be on time, uh, follow up, uh, send thank you notes, uh, you know, all these little things that uh, that help as a professional now, you know, following getting getting all the materials together, you know, updating your your stats, you know, a lot of these things are dated now and are all digital. Do you have your digital house in order? And all these things, almost every day, it's sort of death by a thousand cuts to a certain degree. But there's always something to do. One of the things that was so wonderful and and uh, terrible about acting is that it's bottomless and endless. I remember we're doing character studies, and you can never get to the bottom of of that character, right? And and that's the case with yourself too, in your professional business. There's always something to be improved. And then or, and then how you get in there. Once you get in there, okay, how is how is the you know how did my audition go? And just you know. Always self, um, uh, self analytical, I guess, and to make yourself better. And you know, d- don't give yourself a, a hard time about it. Be, be, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. But um, you know, in, in a healthy way, go. Okay, where what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Identifying those sorts of things are are, are important sort of thing uh, for for an actor that we're we're looking to be a part of. If if you're if you're not professional, uh, you're gonna you don't, you're like no call, no show. That's, that's, you do that twice and you're, you're not going to have a job anywhere. So, uh, you know, these are the sorts of things that we're looking for. You know, there's horrible, there's horror stories all the time about people doing things they shouldn't have. And that'll, that'll sink your ship pretty quick. But then, um, there's also good stories about being in the right place at the right time. Comes back to what I've heard about luck. Maybe you have too. Luck is there. There's not really a luck. It's, it's hard work and being profi- uh, prolific, you know, just going out there and doing a bunch of stuff. And, you know, something's going to something's going to pop most likely. And it, those two paths that we talked about being optimistic and being negative, most of the negative roads lead down. If you don't even take the don't start that way, it's not going to it's not going to go for you. But if you're positive and you put yourself in a position to win, then uh, I guess those are you know, we can talk more specifics and nuts and bolts about it. Happy to. But uh, generally speaking, that's 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 the uh, that's the gist of it.
0: Well, speaking of positivity, we had uh, an actor on Sarah Summers late last year in 2020. Actor down in the Southern California area, and she's been able to go out and and we talked we talked about representation with her uh, during the interview, and she's been able to go out and land some some commercial work and some other things by herself without representation. However, she says she's gotten to the point where there's just so much time to go out and look at things and and try to line them up that she's considering going towards getting some, some representation in an agent. So obviously there's an advantage as far as time goes, I imagine with representation and having someone being able to, to help out in that regard, how scalable is it to do it yourself? And, and what are the benefits to, to getting representation, maybe in addition to the time that, that it takes to land some things and go out and, and look at what's out there?
2: You know i think that doing it yourself is um something that sort of could be done i think it's um but i I, I don't know if i'd recommend it i mean we're we're actors uh, a lot of times are the um uh yes and people and then your agent should be the yes but people okay so as an actor if you're representing yourself there's a fine line between you know you got to be you got to really be the yes person. You know, yes, I want the role. Yes, I want to do this. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but an a, an agent's going to be, you know, okay, yes, that sounds great. But what about uh, this, this and this. And so there's industry standards, we've done hundreds, if not thousands of these projects in this industry. And so a lot of times when, when it's been my experience that um, there are, uh, all kinds of people. And, and like, I, I like to think that they're all great, but there are people and there are, there are producers out there who are trying to watch their budget. That's one of their jobs. And so does it cost more money to use an agency? Probably. And so some of these agents or these producers will, will, will go around us because they're, they're cheap. Not, you know, not always. That's not, that's a general statement. And I, I'm not trying to throw anybody on their bus specifically or otherwise. I won't do that, but you know, there, there are, um, Folks out there, you know, there there are, are projects that you can do and you can get them yourself, but I would just be careful because there's there's uh, folks out there who don't have your best interests in mind, and that's one of the the things that we're looking out for safety with now with COVID. There's um, just industry standards that um, that can be lowered, uh, you know, and do get lowered by people who come in and just sandbag the whole thing. Yeah, these folks that are doing that themselves, I, 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 you know, you're looking at, you know, trolling Craigslist or different, you know, uh, backpage sorts of things. Um, you, you got to be careful what you're getting yourself into. You know, just like we protect our clients from folks that are not professional, we also protect our talent from folk uh, organizations that aren't professional. Okay, and those exist, and so, so, so I, that's just one of the many reasons. Um, are you getting industry standards? Uh, unless you have a whole lot of experience. Um, then maybe not, but it's, it's possible. It certainly is. I don't want to say it's, it, it, it can't happen, but I think that you would be spinning your wheels co- quite a bit. Um, there's casting directors that just won't deal with self-represented actors. They have to be having an agents. And so I think you're limiting yourself if you're trying to do it, you know, yourself.
1: It sounds like the, the, the real true benefit is to have an advocate. Uh, in an industry, especially starting out, that could be extreme—not only potentially dangerous to oneself or one's pocketbook, um, but just generally being able to navigate uh, the paths of, of where to go and who to work for, and 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 have feelers out there, uh, but have have someone in your in your corner, I guess, so to speak. Now, the the sixty four thousand dollars question always comes down, to, especially for a new actor, is is money. Very few people have a whole lot of resources when they're first starting out in the arts, um, so. How does, does representation cost something to get started? Um, is there an upfront fee to, just to, to launch with an agency and, and are agents then paid by clients or by the companies who hire them? How does that, the, the pay structure work out?
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, yes and no, as far as um, getting started. No, we, we don't um, and in our setup here and in, and in many it, it's, it's, we don't make money unless you do. So there, no, there's no, there's no cost to it. There is a cost in terms of getting to that point w- that we talked about earlier, the marketing materials, the photography, the getting yourself, you know, the training, and all these sorts of things. You know, uh, there's a certain amount of wardrobe you probably need to to you know come in and and do these sorts of things. So there's a cost to it, a base cost, but we only make money when when you do. Like we said, so we make a take a commission from the talent, and we also take a, a commission from the client. And so um, you know, you get a job, and uh, it might be less the agency percentage. Uh, many times it's either 10, 15 or 20%. Uh, and then we also charge our clients 10, 15, 20%. And so, so that, that's where the dollars come for us. There are other agencies that do it differently. Uh, but this has been a, a winning formula for us. Um, we've been able to, uh, stick around, um, you know, but there, but, uh, you know, nobody's, um, don't quit your day job is, is sort of the feel of it. There's not a whole lot of people who make a whole lot of money. Okay. We, we do all these projects, but they are a lot of times they're one-offs. And so a lot of times for folks, there are people who do well at this. There are people who they're, they're the most people who just don't, uh, or it's a cool thing to do. It's a bump. Uh, it's a, it's a fun, you know, payday here and there, but there's just like anything else in acting, there's zero guarantees. And uh Uh, uh, and we're not going to be able to keep you nearly as busy as you'd like to be, as as either of us would like to be. You know, we want, we want you to get work. We want to have the work, but in reality, the the reality of that is just, it it isn't there. Uh, And so I hope that answers the question. We all want more work and more money, but uh, you know, sometimes that's just not there, especially in this market. It's, it's solid enough to keep us busy and we love it, but um, nobody's making, uh, nobody's going out buying Bentleys here. So
0: (laughs) So thank you again to our guest, uh, Gordon Adams. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Gordon. This has been an education. uh, Absolutely. We, like Matt said, we had a kind of this preconceived notion of representatives and agents, and this has definitely given us a more realistic uh, view of them for sure. So uh, thank you again for the time and and the information. And you can find out more about Gordon and Big Fish Northwest on their website, bigfishnw.com and on Facebook at at Big Fish NW Talent Representation and on Twitter at, at Big Fish NW Talent. We'll have all of these in the show notes so you don't have to worry about misspelling or, or remembering them. So join us next Friday, the 12th, and we'll be joined by award winning film composer and music educator Nick Dolan. And don't forget to bring your donations down to WWCA tomorrow. Saturday, February 6th, from 10 to 2, 521 Bay Street
1: in Port Orchard. And thanks for your support. And remember, Heilman and Haver can now be heard every week. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to follow us and share the podcast with a friend or three. We'd love to hear from you, so please join the conversation on Facebook and email us with thoughts and comments at Haver at gmail.com. And until the footlights come back up, thanks again for supporting local theater and for joining us right here on Heilman and Haver.